Melissa Harrison here for our latest edition of the Media Project podcast, Religion Unplugged, talking with one of our 2017 Pointer Coaching and Leadership Fellows, Zafar Iqbal, who is a journalist based in Kashmir. Zafar has an incredible story about something that happened to him while he was working in a newsroom early in his career. He has shared this with other TMP fellows while at the Pointer Institute, and we wanted to share it with you. To start off, Zafar, tell me a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up, and, and how did you get into journalism? Melissa, I come from Kashmir, uh, which is the northern uh, state of India. Uh, it's been in the thick of uh, violence and conflict for a long time now, uh, for decades altogether. And uh, just the time when I was in my school, uh, things started hotting up in Kashmir. Uh, the situation turned very bad. There was uh, clashes between rebels and the security forces almost on a daily basis. And that was the time when sort of all of us people in Kashmir uh, started getting interested in what was happening around, you know, uh, we were glued to our radio sets and TVs, uh, watching news and trying to find out what's happening in Kashmir and the world over. The Kashmir Valley continues to remain on the edge. The death toll so far has, uh, in the unrest, gone up to 21. So that was the basic sort of a trigger uh, for me to get interested in news and journalism. You say just a couple of months into your career, you were still learning about journalism and how to gather the news, and that's when the unthinkable happened. Tell me about that day. There was this incident that three men uh, came into the office. Uh, they were looking for uh, uh, for somebody else, and uh, incidentally, uh, his name was uh, matched with my name, and it was a case of a mistaken identity. And uh, they shot at me. They, in fact, shot, uh, shot on the head and in my legs. I was there lying down in blood. I was taken to the hospital, and then uh, the bullet had uh, grazed my brain. It had touched the nerves, but uh, missed all the vital lobes. I was lucky in that sense that I uh, survived, though uh, initially I was in a very serious condition. I was said, a doctor said that he may not survive, uh, but then I survived. It was the most toughest experience of my life, I should say, Marisa, uh, because uh, the moment the bullet hit me, uh, I started thinking what's going to happen, who is going to tell this to my mother, how is she going to react. All those things were uh, coming to my mind. At the same time, I was making the prayers that that if even if I have to die, I will. I should. I should pray at least one last time. That gave me a lot of. Uh, peace at that moment. And also, I didn't want to die in a very undignified manner. So I sort of 
lie down calmly on the ground with blood oozing out of my body. It's unbelievable. Even though you survived, you say you could not speak or swallow. How did you make it through those first days? I couldn't eat anything. I couldn't speak a single word. And uh, then I used to write for many, many days uh, to communicate with the world. I was totally silent, mute. So I understood, you know, what life is. It's not so easy. When you shared this story with our group, and, and for those who are listening to us tell this story now, Zafar sharing this story really transformed our time together at Pointer because it was such a personal, heart-wrenching story just to hear. And, and Zafar, I mean, we could see just on your nose the scar. And this is a reminder for you every yes, time you look yes. in the mirror, that reminder physically of the, the bullet, where it went. Yes, the scar on the nose, you know, that's the exit wound of the bullet. The bullet had hit me, they, they fired from behind, so it it hit me on the head and it uh, sort of went through the brain, but uh, the x-rays and the other tests showed uh, that bullet had really crossed a zigzag path inside the brain. It had missed all the vital lobes and it had, it broke the nose and came out. So. It was a big scar. I mean, when you think about the fact that this bullet went through your skull, through the exact point that it would cause a scar, come all the way through, but that you would be okay, this is miraculous. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. When when people ask me that, oh, what is this mark on your nose? I say, I just fell down. It, it's a miracle. Doctor said it's a miracle. One of the big neurosurgeons, a very renowned person, I took an appointment and I showed him my tests and my x-rays uh, and I told him that, he said, what's happened? I said that I was hit with a bullet. He sort of waited for a minute and he said, where is the bullet? I said, it came out. Then he said, how are you living? I said, I survived because my brain didn't get damaged. He said, the what can I do? He couldn't believe it. He told me to go back, to collect the fee that I had given to him, and to go back. He said, whosoever saved you will heal you. I can't do. I can't understand it from a medical point of view, that you had a bullet on the head, that it missed the loops in the brain, that it came out. It's just unbelievable. So, of course, it's a miracle. And I believe it happened due to the prayers of my mother uh, and, you know, the good wish of uh, my my sisters and my family. Zafar, how did this change your experience as a journalist? How difficult was it to go back into your newsroom after this happened? You know, I, before uh, this incident happened, I used to think that, oh, what is my strongest point? Uh, if I could speak well, right? I, I was very fluent. But when this incident happened, I turned mute. I turned totally silent. So something that I always cherished and felt proud about, uh, that my speech was gone. It just made me think that... This is what I always thought was my strongest point, and it's now my weakest point. I can't talk. And Zafar, tell me, how did this experience impact you spiritually? My faith in God increased. I thought that 
there is some power, there is some force which uh, helps me to live, which, uh, you know, uh, stops death from taking me. All of us think that, oh, is there a God? Does the God listen? Does he help? And then you get the answer. So it changed me as a person to a great, great extent. And when I went back to my newsroom, those thoughts were coming to me whether I should do it or not. But then finally I thought, okay, God saved me. And, uh, you know, uh, nothing can harm me if he has to save me in the future as well. And nothing can save me if he has to harm me in the future as well. So it doesn't matter if I go back or not, because then, then, then it gave me a lot of confidence to go back to the same area of reporting where there is conflict, there is a risk in reporting, and there's reporting violence, and you're always prone to risks, and your life is always in danger. But that really didn't matter. This incident was, has been a life-changing incident for me. There can't be a bigger uh, experience than this. What is the climate like where you work now as far as for journalists in Kashmir? How difficult is it to be a reporter there? And, and what are the challenges you face? We uh, mostly report uh, incidents which involve uh, uh, violence. Uh, it's defense reporting. It's reporting border skirmishes or it's... Uh, uh, reporting, you know, armed exchange between uh, security forces and uh, the rebels. So, of course, it's very, very difficult for anybody to report from a conflict area. Uh, so I think journalists in Kashmir need to take uh, certain precautions, particularly about safety. The job of a journalist uh, reporting from a conflict area is always difficult, particularly for a person who is also living in that conflict area. It's not parachute journalism that somebody comes from some place and just drops down, uh, covers a story or a series of stories and then moves out. We are all constantly living uh, in that place and also reporting so it makes it a different dynamic altogether. Zafar, I'd love to close our time with you telling me a little bit about your experience as a media project coaching and leadership fellow. Did you enjoy your time at Pointer, and would you recommend it to others? Absolutely. It was a, it was a great experience. When, uh, when I arrived there at the Pointer Institute, I was expecting a good training, but it surpassed the experiences, uh, the resource people, and the way it was designed. Absolutely uh, very, very helpful for journalists, whether broadcast or print. It just focused on the basics. At a time when we're seeing rapid change, we encounter things like fake news, we encounter things like fact-checking. All those things were included in the program, and that really set it apart. I think it was a super program, and the experience of meeting with other people from across the world, it helped a lot. Well, your story was and continues to be an inspiration. Zafar, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you on our podcast. Thanks so much, Manisha. It was always a pleasure. I'd love to meet uh, all of you again someday in life if that's possible. Or you can come over to Kashmir and uh, we can catch up here. Once again, that is TMP Fellow from our 2017 Coaching and Leadership Fellows class at the Pointer Institute, Zafar Iqbal.